Welcome to the Think Big and Go Global podcast. I am your host, Mireille Zula, founder of Global Women & Co., a global organization aiming to empower women locally and connect them globally. My background is in media and psychology, and my mission is to help women build their confidence and grow their financial freedom. I want to see women thriving and standing in their power, and it never has been a better time than now. In these episodes, you will meet women and men around the world who have gained skills, knowledge and wisdom aiming to become better and contribute more. Tune in to learn everything about mindset, psychology and business. You'll take yourself in such a journey to change, recreate, transform and reprogram yourself. I invite you to a path that will guide you to be more fulfilled, happier and excited to live a meaningful life. Uh, welcome to the Global Woman Club Masterclass. We meet every Wednesday and we bring powerful speakers from all over the world to share their wisdom. And today we have invited Tony Rodriguez. He is a trainer. He is a speaker. He was at the age of six when he immigrated from Portugal to the U.S., Whenever you're ready, you can uh, take the microphone completely in your side. So, you know, I, I just want to say thank you again for this opportunity and, and, and for all of, all of you who are here, just because if you're here, that means you're committed to your growth. You're committed to getting to the other side of whatever your, 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 your perhaps the blockages, the darknesses or whatever else it is, because I've had to do that and we all have to do that. Excuse me while I take a sip of water here. So the one thing that, that you know, I, I'm going to start by saying is that you cannot eliminate darkness. All you can do is add light. And then when you add light, the darkness disappears. And it only takes one small candle to be the light to illuminate a room. If you put a whole bunch of darkness in a bright, stadium it's going to dissipate because the light overtakes the dark yet if you put one little candle in the middle of that field of darkness you're going to see the light so you can't eliminate darkness all you can do is add light and one of the things that that i love to to, to tell people and share with them is that your story may be yours but your story is not yours to keep your story is yours to share because when you share your story, you're literally pulling back the drapes into a dark room and letting the light in as you share your own story. And you start the healing process for you. But not only do you do that, you give other people the opportunity to start to heal themselves because they too are seeing how you're experiencing. They're, they're, they're sharing in your story and your experience. And that also gives them that permission to do the same, to share their stories so that they can start the healing. You know, I like to equate life. You know, we hear this in business all the time that the person at the top of the mountain, at the pinnacle of their business, the person at the top of the mountain didn't land there. Well, neither in, in life, the person at the top of life didn't land there. And it doesn't really matter, you know, who you are, where you, know, where you were born per se. It does, it obviously helps because perhaps some people were dropped at the base of the mountain, some maybe were already dropped and you know they started maybe a, a couple hundred yards up the mountain, 
And maybe some people were, were dropped off a mile away from the base of the mountain, right? So we've all been put in different places. When I equate the thing to the mountain, because the person at the top of the mountain, the person that's, you know, that's, has a relationship that, 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 you know, uh, that you have a goal for, or that have the business or that have that peace of mind or that love for themselves, they didn't get there automatically. They climbed that mountain. We all have that mountain of life to climb. And the harder, the more treacherous, the more difficult that climb up that mountain is, the more important it is for you to journal it, for you to share, for you to write it down and take notes and then share that story. Because your journey up the mountain could very well become someone else's survival guide. Because there are people that are stuck on that mountain, on the north face of that mountain that never even saw the sun. Because, and they die on the side of the mountain, not believing that there's ever, uh, that there's ever a peak that they'll ever be able to get to where it is that you've already gotten because they don't know, they haven't seen it. There's no way of them knowing that it's there because they don't have an example of it. They don't have the mentor. They don't have the, 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 the family that perhaps has achieved whatever it is that you want to achieve, whatever that goal is. So it's important for you to share your story because your story can help that person that's stuck on the mountain by giving them hope. Your story can help the person that's just approaching the mountain, not even knowing what they're in for. So your journey up the mountain could very well be someone else's survival guide. So I encourage everyone to share their story. And again, as you share your story, you start the healing process for you. You know, so I guess we'll start with gratitude and just touch on that for a minute, for a few minutes and just say how important gratitude is. Gratitude as I mentioned when, before we started in the clubhouse room, I don't know how many of you were joining us in the clubhouse room or not. You know, gratitude for me is so super important because until you're grateful, until you can appreciate what you have, can you really appreciate what's coming? Because if you're not grateful, if you don't celebrate the small things, if you're not grateful for what you have, how can you get more? It's like if you're giving a, a, a child, a five-year-old child, you give them something. They don't appreciate it. They just take it. Don't say thank you. Don't say anything. You're like, damn, that wasn't very nice. And you give something to them again when they're crying. They want it. They just take it. They say nothing. They don't change their attitude. They just take it. They don't say thank you. They're not grateful for it. How compelled are you to give them another piece of candy, another toy? How compelled are you? You know, for those of you on camera, how compelled are you? Put your hand up. Are you very compelled? Are you shake your head? Yes or no? No. You don't want to give them anything else because they're not grateful, little brats. So what makes you or me or anyone else any different? Why should the universe or God or, or your friends or your, your associates or your boss or your clients, why should they give you anything else if you're not grateful for what you have now? Yet, you know, if you give them a little something, they're like, oh my God, they're so grateful. They're so appreciative. You're, you, you're compelled. You're like, oh my God, it's amazing. I, I, I just want to give them more. I want to pour more into them because look how grateful they are. Look how gracious they are. Look how kind, look at that smile. So you want to do more. And I believe that the universe, God, whoever it is you believe in, by the way, I respect all faiths. Because I really believe there's only one. Everybody just calls him by a different name or her by a different name. So um, um, I am, I am religious. I'm much more spiritual than I am religious. So, uh, so that makes that, that allows me to just, you know, kind of look at everyone as one because there's a supreme power, whatever you call them. Good for you. Uh, it's all good. Respect all. Um, so about being grateful, it's, 
it makes life so much more enjoyable. Because if you're grateful for what you have, if you just say thank you for what you have, how much better do you feel right now? Think about, I'd like everyone to write down 10 things that they're grateful for. Write down 10 things. What are you grateful for? Because some of you says, I'm not grateful for anything. Okay, well, what could you be grateful for? Just write down a couple of things that you could be grateful for. And by the way, don't, don't restrict yourself to 10. You can keep on going. What should you be grateful for? And by the way, gratitude is a funny thing because it's easy to be grateful for what you had yesterday for, as an experience, or it's easy to be grateful for the meal that you had yesterday. It's even easier to be grateful for the meal that you have today or that you're going to have later. You're like, wow, I'm so grateful for that. How many times have you thought and been grateful for the meal you're going to have tomorrow? How often have you thought about being grateful forward? We've heard about paying it forward. How many times have you been grateful forward? Because by the way, my friends, that's how the law of attraction actually works. Right? It's by being grateful for what's coming tomorrow. You know, I share a story about my mom, you know, because she's had some ailments and she's had challenges and everything else and say, oh God, I hope that tomorrow I don't have any more pain or I hope that tomorrow I don't have this or I don't have that. I said, mom, stop it. You're doing it wrong. What do you mean? You're praying wrong. She's like, what? Yeah, you're praying wrong. She's like, what are you talking about? I've been praying for, you know, longer than you've been alive. I've been praying since 70 years. I'm like, okay, well, you're doing it wrong. I said, you've got to say, Thank you, God, that tomorrow is going to be such an amazing day. Thank you for the amazing day I'm going to have tomorrow. Thank you that I feel great tomorrow. Because now you're focused on what you want, not on what you don't. Because worrying, by the way, worrying is praying for things that you don't want. When you worry about something, you're praying for things you don't want. Worrying is anxiety. And no amount of regret can change the past. And no amount of anxiety can change the future. All it does is ruin your peace today and take away today's peace. So it's important to focus on what you want and be grateful for what you have now. Be grateful for what you have later. Because gratitude is so important. Because until you're grateful for what you have, are you ever really going to be grateful? Are you ever going to be satisfied? Are you living in abundance or are you living in scarcity? Because if you're not grateful, then that means ultimately you're probably living in scarcity. And when you're living in scarcity, there's never enough. It doesn't matter how much, uh, how much money you make. It doesn't matter how much love you get, how many people you know, how many followers you have. It doesn't matter how much love people try to pour into you. Because if you're not grateful for where you are, and we're gonna, that's going to dovetail right into forgiveness. Because if you're not grateful for what you've got, how are you going to get any more? What's that compelling reason for God, the universe, your spouse, your kids to give you more? It's really about connecting and being grateful for what you have and being grateful for it. Because there's so much power in that. There's power in, even in celebration. 
One of the reasons that we're, so many of us fail is that we're taught to play small. Oh, don't celebrate. No, no, no. Keep it, keep it down. Keep it. Don't tell anybody. But yet, if you don't celebrate, even if you, you may not have to tell anybody, but you do have to celebrate, at least for yourself. Because if you don't celebrate the small victories and you don't celebrate the medium victories, when the big victories come, you know what you say? <laughs> is that all there is? Shit. What now? What now? Is that all there is? And then you, you have nothing to look forward to. Yet if you celebrate the small victories, yes, I made it today. Then you get to the next one and you're like, yes, I love it. Because you can, it's giving yourself that reward, that, 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 that love, that connection to yourself. It's, it's celebrating and moving forward and just being grateful for all of it because it's so important to, 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 to experience that. Because gratitude is the express pathway to happiness by being grateful. Think about this. When's the last time Look at your hands. Those are the things at the end of your arms. Let's see. <laughs> Look at your hands. When is the last time you were grateful for your hands? What have your hands done for you? What have your hands done for you? I mean, for me, they've, they've cared for me. They've fed me. They've cleaned me. They've clothed me. They've allowed me to build things and do things. They've allowed me to caress the people that I love. They've allowed me to care for my children. They've allowed me to, you know, gently hold them when they were babies. They've allowed me to feed them. They've allowed me to work, to be able to provide for my family. They allow me to push little buttons on this little phone. They've allowed me to do everything. So when's the last time you looked at your hands and you were grateful for your hands? When's the last time you were grateful for your ears that you're using right now to hear? Your eyes that you're able to see. That you're able to see the people that you love. Your ears that you're able to hear the songbirds and the children's laughter and somebody saying, I love you. Your lips to be able to kiss someone, to express yourself, to be able to eat, to communicate. Your lungs for the oxygen that you breathe in every day. Your heart. When's the last time you were grateful for your heart that beats over 103,000 times a day without you even thinking about it? That heart that was a gift that God, the universe, put in your chest, a gift that you didn't do anything to deserve, you didn't ask for it. It's just a gift, and it beats every single day, 103,000 plus times a day without you thinking about it. Your legs that take you where you want to go, your feet, you know, there's a story of, and this is a great meme. Many of you have probably seen it on, on Facebook or other social media outlets. There's a guy driving a Ferrari, sports car, and there's a, yeah, stopped at a light, and the, the guy in the Mercedes next to him looks and like, man, I wish I had a Ferrari. If I only had a Ferrari, I'd be so happy. Then my life would be complete. Next to him, there's a guy driving a Lexus, looking at, at the Mercedes saying, man, I wish I had enough money to buy that badass Lexus, the Mercedes then I'd be happy. Next to him, there's a guy driving a Hyundai saying, man, if only I had enough money to buy a Lexus, then I would feel complete. Then I would be happy. Next to him, there's a guy in a motorcycle saying, man, I wish I could have a car. Then I wouldn't have to ride my motorcycle in the cold and the rain and, and deal with all of this and the heat. 
next to him, there's a guy on a bicycle saying, man, I wish I had a motorcycle. If I had a motorcycle, then I'd really be happy because I wouldn't have to pedal uphill. I wouldn't have to do it the rain. I wouldn't have to pedal an hour to get to every place I get to. Then I would really be happy. I wish I had a motorcycle. Next to him, there's a guy on a bicycle saying, man, or rather, I'm sorry, that was a guy on a bicycle. There's a guy walking around saying, man, I wish I had a bicycle. I get so much further, so much faster. If only I had a bicycle, then I'd really be happy. And then there's guys on the side of the road in a wheelchair with no legs saying, man, look at that guy walking. I wish my feet and legs could work. Then I can take, they can take me anywhere. So it really is all perspective. What are you grateful for? What could you be grateful for? What should you be grateful for? And are you someone that's grateful or are you just that little five-year-old brat? That just doesn't get enough. And it doesn't matter what you get. It's still not enough. So gratitude is power. Because the more grateful you are, it's, it's just, if you just think about it, you wake up in the morning. Every day you wake up and you, you wake, the first two gifts that you open are your eyes. Right? You wake up. And hopefully you can open up both your eyes. Hopefully you can get out of bed on your own. Feed yourself and wipe yourself. Like I said, if I can do that, it's a great day. Right? So it's about being grateful every day. So I have a morning ritual. What are you grateful for? In the morning, I say, I'm grateful for another day, an opportunity to live, another opportunity to live, to love, to be loved, to learn, to grow, to be, to, to share, to teach, to be the best version of me. I'm grateful for God's, God's wisdom, God's protection, God's blessings, and most importantly, for grace. That I'm able to live the life I live regardless of the circumstances. So gratitude is such an important component. To be grateful is power. And if you're, the more you're grateful for, the more you find to be grateful because it activates your, your RES, your reticular activating system. Because the more you look for things to be grateful for, the more things you're gonna find. Just like the more things you look to be angry about, the more things you're gonna find, right? So focus on what you want, not on what you don't because what you focus on expands. If you focus on, on you, you focus on the good things, you get more of them. If you focus on the bad, you're going to get more of that too. So it's about focus and, and, and being in gratitude and really focusing on what it is that you want, not what it is that you won't. Stop worrying about what's going to happen because 98% of those things don't happen anyway. More often than not, all you're doing is stealing today's peace and making those around you miserable. And then you wonder, oh my God, why did my relationship end? Because you weren't grateful, because you weren't happy, because people don't want to be around someone who's miserable all the time. Of course, unless they're miserable too, then congratulations, you can be miserable together. And if that's your jam, then, you know, that's fine too, right? Yet, I think there's so much more for all of us. There's so much more for all of us. So that's the question. That's the question is, where is it that you want to go? Who is it that you want to be? How is it that you want to live your life? Living your life on your terms. So again, you can choose to live one way, you can choose to live the other, but it's important to, again, celebrate the small victories. It's important to be grateful for what it is that you want so that you can get more of it. Because again, the more grateful, you, uh, the more things you find to be grateful for, the more grateful, the, the, more, the more things you look for, the more things you're gonna find. I have a friend of mine, Garth, who, who now on Clubhouse has started a room in my club, uh, the gratitude room. I challenged him. He called me. He was depressed. 
and just not in a good place about two, two and a quarter years ago, two years and three months ago. And I, I challenged him. I said, listen, I want you to send me 10 things every single day you're grateful for. And he did it the first day. Then he did his second day and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. And he hasn't stopped for two years and three months. Every single day, he sends me things, 10 things that he's grateful for every single day. And it has absolutely changed his life. Because the more you look for, the more you find. Super important. What is it that you're grateful for? Commit to writing down 10 things per day that you're grateful for. Preferably write 10 things in the morning and 10 things at night. If you can't find them, do five things in the morning and five things at night. Because when you do that, you start your day on a positive note. And when you do it at night, you go to sleep in a positive note, thinking those positive thoughts. So you're more likely to have pleasant dreams and more of a restful sleep. So we're going to just transition a bit into forgiveness. And I'm going to, I guess I'll go back to my mom in that prayer story because that, that one was chock full of goodies. So my mom is devout Catholic. She's probably praying right now, <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, which is a good thing because I, I, I can use all the prayers I can get. Uh, so I went over to Portugal one time just to specifically to have a conversation with my parents so that they can forgive and let stuff go. Because until you forgive, it's just something that's just weighing on you. And, you know, and, and uh, we went through it and, you know, in, in, in the, they call it the Lord's Prayer. If you're Catholic, you know it. If, if you're not, uh, you don't yet, you, you will have heard a version thereof and every religion has something of the sort. It says, uh, God, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Trasp God, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And Tentra says, Mom, what are you doing? You're, do you're praying wrong. What, you know, and again, I said, you're, you understand what you're saying, right? Because if you don't forgive anyone, you're telling God, asking God not to forgive you because you don't forgive anyone at all. So you're saying, God, whatever I did, don't forgive me because I don't forgive anything, anyone either, right? Think about the words because the words we use matter because they may be coming out one way. You're thinking one thing here, but your subconscious is listening. Your subconscious is listening. You're literally saying, forgive me as I forgive others, but you don't forgive others, so don't forgive me. Forgive me like I forgive them. In other words, don't forgive me at all. Right, which I swear her eyes started to go sideways. She didn't know which way to turn because it completely just just disrupted her pattern. Because the words that we use matter, and forgiveness is the other key to happiness. You know, so many people here, you know, uh, holding on to anger is like drinking poison, expecting someone to die, and that's true. And you know, all that works, but yet there's one by Buddha that says. Hanging on to anger is like holding on to a piece of coal and waiting for your enemy to come by so you can throw it at him. But your enemy never comes by, so the only one that you're hurting is yourself. So says the quote, I don't agree. It isn't just, it isn't just you that you're hurting. First of all, your enemy will likely never come by. Your enemy may be another country. They may be another state. Your enemy may not even realize that you think them an enemy because maybe they did something they didn't even realize was bad, but you took it wrong because you misunderstood it. Your feelings were hurt or, you know, you never know what the circumstances were. Perhaps you were really a victim of something and they've done something to you and hurt you. Perhaps that is true. 
but you're, you're holding on to that coal to throw it at them, but they're never coming by. So you're just hurting yourself. You're burning yourself. And here's the thing, my friends, are you really just hurting yourself? Let's think about the last time you had a toothache or you had an earache that really hurt or you had some other pain that just wouldn't go away. You were just in pain. How are you showing up to life? How are you showing up at work? How are you showing up to your clients? How are you showing up to your significant other? How are you showing up to your children? Are you showing up, hey, good morning, how are you? Are you all loving? Or are you showing up like, don't even freaking talk to me. I'm in pain, I don't wanna hear it, go away, leave me alone, because you're in pain. So if you're holding on to that anger, that piece of coal, are you really just hurting yourself? Or are you hurting those who love you the most? I venture to say you're hurting the ones that you're hurting the most, that you love the most, the ones that most deserve your love and attention and respect and adoration. You're hurting them because your enemy, that thought, that past is getting the best of you and everyone else is getting the rest of you. Because you're living in the past, but the reality is the future does not equal the past unless you choose to live in it. And here's the thing, you can't really live in the past. You could, but all that does is steal your future because you're not really living in the past. You're living now dealing with the BS story of the past. And your past, by the way, was not a, is a bruise. It's not a tattoo. It happened. It's gone. Doesn't matter what happened to you. It doesn't, listen to me, it does not matter what happened to you. It's in the past. And pain is part of life. Suffering is a choice. You're the one that chooses to suffer. And you're the one that winds up victimizing yourself for the acts of someone else in the past. And the past is heavy. Put it down. It doesn't serve you. You know, another conversation with my mom. I tell her, by the way, I told her a couple of weeks ago that I, 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 I've shared her story on stages with somebody. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, mom, nobody knows you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I had a conversation with her one time. And, you know, excuse me if this gets graphic. I'll try to clean it up as much as possible. If we were in person, I wouldn't clean it up, but it's different. Um, you know, I said, you know, mom, I told her, I said, when's the last time you went to the bathroom? She said, what? You know, the last time you went to the bathroom. Because I happen to know that, you know, she's got some digestive issues, right? So I know it wasn't today. It was yesterday or the day before. And she's like, well, it was like two days ago, what? I said, well, where is it? Can I see it? She's like, oh, my God, what? I said, can I see it? What do you mean can you see it? That's disgusting. I said, you mean you didn't hang on to it? She's like, no, this is because you're big. Why are you talking about this? I said, well, you know, life is kind of like how you eat. You're going to eat a piece of fruit or a piece of meat or a vegetable, whatever it is. Your body is going to take out what it needs, the calories, the proteins, the nutrients, and everything else, the fiber, and it discards the rest. And you're supposed to flush it down the toilet, and it's gone. Life is the same way. Life gives you what it gives you. You're supposed to take the good and leave the bad and flush it down the toilet. Because that bad shit that happens in life, 
You're not supposed to keep it with you. You're not supposed to grab that craft and put it on the mantle and display it. Look, and relive it. I told my mom, mom, you don't have a mantle full of crap. You don't have a dining room a cabinet full of crap. You don't even have a room full of crap. You have a whole warehouse full of crap, full of bad memories, full of bad thoughts that you, every now and then you, you pull it out, somebody comes to visit, oh my God, here's this crap that really hurt me so bad, you know, all these years ago. Hold on, let me just moisten it up and let, look, look how bad it is. And you just keep reliving that crap. And we just lost one or two people. Sorry, I told you it was going to be a little graphic. But I said, I told her, I said, what we need to do is we need to get rid of that crap because that always keeps coming up. It comes up in your thoughts. It comes up in your conversations with people. And you just need to let that shit go quite literally. You need to flush that because all the bad things that happen, you're supposed to take the good, learn the lesson, discard the rest. The crap that happens in our life is supposed to go in our garden, so to speak, to fertilize our future and help us grow into who it is that we're supposed to become. It's not, we're not supposed to hang on to all that old crap because you can't swim across a river if you're holding on to two bags of crap. You're literally holding on to crap from the past that is not serving you. And everything bad that happened to you in the past 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago that you haven't let go has cost you your peace. Going back to the comment that I made before that most people, so many people die at 25, only get buried at 75 and call that those 50 years of life. And it was a life, but was it the life that they wanted? Or did they just relive the same year or the same day, year, day, week after week, day after day, month after month, year after year? And most people say, well, you know, I just had a bad day. No, you probably didn't. You had a bad moment that you milked all day. And then, you know, that bad day became a bad week. That bad week became a mad month. That bad month became a bad year. And now 50 years later, you're miserable and you don't even know why. And all it was, and maybe that parking ticket, maybe that flat tire, maybe that relationship that didn't work out in high school. You've got to let that go because the things that hurt you in life are there, they're there to really allow you to teach you so that you can grow into who it is that you want to become. So forgiveness is a gift that you give to yourself. Forgiveness a lot frees you from the prison that you've put yourself in. Forgiveness is not a gift to someone else. Forgiveness is a gift for you, to you, for you, so that you can move on, so that you can be happy, so that you can live your life. The forgiveness is for you. It doesn't, make, it doesn't justify it. It doesn't make it right. It frees you from that prison and helps you heal. You know, there's a saying, hurt people hurt people, and that's true. So if you've not healed that hurt, you know, as the saying goes, you know, you're gonna, if you don't heal what, what cuts you, you're gonna bleed on people that didn't hurt you. So hurt people hurt people. It's time to heal. Because here's the thing, my friends, healed people heal people. So it's time to heal. It's time to let go. It's time to forgive. It's time to knock down that prison that you've built because we build these walls we're hurt so we build these walls to keep all the pain out to keep all the hate out but it also keeps the love out it keeps the pleasure and it keeps the good out just like it keeps the bad so it's time to knock down those walls and use those walls to build the future that you want and it's not too late it's never too late it's never too late to have a happy childhood as the saying goes 
because you can actually, there's processes and things that you can do to help improve your situation. So who is it that you want to become? Who do you need to become? Who do you need to let go of? Everybody's like, well, you know, who do I need to become? Well, who do you need to stop being so that you can become who it is that you want to become? What do you need to let go of? Who do you need to forgive? What do you need to forgive? So there's, a, 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 there's five steps to forgiveness. So I'm going to give you these five steps. I will tell you that one of those is going to piss you off, likely. So I'm going to let you know that ahead of time, especially if you've been hurt and if you've been scarred. Just bear with me. Step number one, and many people know these steps, but there's one that's really missing. And that's the one that's gonna, that's going to, that, that hurts. And it does. Step number one is you've got to forgive the situation. Whatever that was, that memory that you keep closing your eyes and you go back to and it makes you jump. Forgive the situation or the situations. Next, forgive the person who inflicted that pain, who put you in that situation. Forgive that person. And then next, you've got to forgive God, your creator, the universe. Because inevitably you said, why me, God? Why? What did I do to deserve this? Why did you let this happen to me? So you've got to forgive whoever you blamed. Forgive God. I'm going to skip over number four for a second. I'm going to go to number five. Number five, of course, is you've got to forgive yourself. Right? Many people say, well, I have. Okay. And maybe you have. But now we're going to go back to number four. And number four says that you've got to assume radical responsibility. You've got to take responsibility for your role in that situation or that situation, as I like to say. And regardless of what it was, and listen, my situation, I got beaten as a kid, didn't matter. My first memory was my sister dropping me. I was two years old, she dropped me on my head. I was crying, my father came home 20 minutes later, wanted to beat me for letting her pick me up, I'm two. My first memory. So I can, you know, so I can look back at that and get angry about it, right? But I've got to forgive the situation. I've got to forgive the thing. And I've got to take responsibility. What the hell does that mean? I was sitting there at the corner. A car hit me. I was innocent. I was cornered. I was attacked. I was beaten. I was raped. I was molested. It's not your fault. How can you accept forgiveness? How can you accept responsibility? I get it. It's painful. The first person I did this with was someone very, very close to me that had been molested as a child. And I, it was so hard for me to say this to her. But then she understood. Because inevitably, you blame yourself for that. Anyway, you're already blaming yourself. You blame yourself. So just take responsibility. And what does that mean for that? For those of you who have been through those darkest moments, I, I apologize and I'm sorry, but understand what it is that I'm trying to say. It was not your fault. You don't take responsibility for being there. I'm sorry. You don't take responsibility for the action what happened. Just own the fact that you were there at the wrong place at the wrong time in this universe. You say, I was there. I own the fact that I was alive at that moment. So just accept that responsibility so that you can go back to number five and truly forgive yourself. Because until you take ownership of it, regardless of what it was, can you really forgive yourself? 
the reality of it is, it's really about accepting that radical responsibility so that then you can truly forgive yourself. If you enjoyed this episode of How to Think Big and Go Global, it would be amazing if you follow on Spotify and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate your support of my vision to empower women around the world. In the last 10 years, I have been traveling around the globe and I have met thousands of women with a big desire to grow, expand and go global. Perhaps you wanted to have launched your business earlier and take some actions to start Think Big or you probably feel you're not ready and not prepared to start yet. The good news is that you can still start thinking and breaking many limited beliefs inside you. This is a big opportunity to tap into your highest potential. If you start right now, you are on time to create a breakthrough and accelerate on your path. Start developing your projects, grow your career, follow your dreams and feel fulfilled. By tuning in on these episodes, you'll learn a lot. How to connect with your true purpose and make sure that before you start, your vision is big enough and you're ready to take it global. You'll learn how to navigate your mental power, tap into your biggest internal forces and be able to hold in your vision. You'll be able to create online platforms by using social media and other channels that will help you and your vision to come to reality faster. Another thing which I'm really, really passionate is media. By you being able to tap into the media and raise your profile, it will help everything you do to position yourself as an expert in your industry and establish your authority in your field. That's why I would love you to join me on these episodes, which will help you to think, start, launch, scale, and go global. This podcast will challenge you to start asking the right questions. What is my purpose? What I'm meant to do in this world? How do I find my path? And you know what, my friend? Remember this. Finding is reserved for those who search. Begin to recognize the gift you have inside. Claim it, take ownership of it, and share it with those around you. This podcast will stretch you, challenge you, push you, and encourage you to think and go global. You are in the right place and you can do this. Let's go together.